as the road fill up, be sure to hit that like button, share this content, let a friend or a neighbor know where to go. But they want to tune in to Cowboys Sports Talk and beyond. Cowboys are doing enough, right? Or we like our guys' philosophy is working. Right? Come on. As the room fill up, be sure to smash upon the like button, baby. Mama said there'll be days just like this. No doubt. Be sure to understand that sharing is caring. Come on. Five. Four. Three. Come on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. So I know you guys are not hiding under the uh, rock. So I know you already know what happened. All right. So Jalen Ramsey is traded to the Miami Dolphins for a third-round draft pick, and then they put up Hunter, and they got rid of him to the tight end. And my question is, is and I'm not saying that Jalen Ramsey is the end-all, be-all for the Dallas Cowboys, by the way. You know what I'm saying? But how precious is a third-round draft pick is what I've been saying. And how precious will all of these draft picks for us be valuable to us right we got nine draft picks i'm telling you guys what you do with the free agency is pretty much you want to utilize and use the free agency so that when you get into the draft that you won't be talking about hey i need 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 and then you won't be going through the whole process of hey give it time for someone to develop they're going to develop they're going to be good just give it a, a few more years and and they will hit their ceiling or what have you. So that is why you utilize the free agency to short court, to short cut. I said court, cut some of those things. Appreciate everybody for jumping in and being part of this episode. My name is Law Nation, baby. But here's the thing. When, how can I put this? And I'm going to try to be as transparent as possible. When you're running a mom and pops business, hear me out. When you're running a mom and pops business, hear me out. I'm going to say it one more time so it can stick to people's mind. 
when you are running a mom and pop business. When you are running, when you are running a mom and pop business, here it goes right here. You will see those type of things happening, meaning that there's no rush. There's no there's no push. There's no sense of urgency because there's no threat of you losing your job. Let me say this once again. When you're running a mom and pop business, there's no threat of you losing your job. You will still make the same money you made last year. And on top of that, there will be no, no repercussions of things if, if they don't go afloat. But when you are in a Fortune 500 or when you are working for a company that said, hey, I get with what you're saying. Everyone have a reason, but results are what matter. Then you will be up all night. You will be worrying, pacing the floor, making sure you're crossing your T's, making sure that you're dotting your I's. Why? Because the, the job that you are handling now, the job that you are over now could result into these things right here, ladies and gentlemen, that you will not have it next year. You will not have it three years down the line. You will not have it five years down the line. Why? Because people in high authority is looking for uh, looking for these things right here. Hold on for me right quick. All right, so those are things that we got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that you can't, you can't run and operate that way. Why, Law Nation? Why? Because when you operate that way, then you are slow to getting your numbers. You are slow to making things happen. Why? Because there's no repercussion for Stephen Jones to lose his job. There's no repercussion for Jerry Jones to lose his job. And I'm not saying, here, here's the thing. I'm not saying that what they're doing is 1,000% wrong. But it's that 1% to 2% that they do negatively will impact the, the total sum. And those are the reason why the Dallas Cowboys would be comfortable being in the middle. Because there's no threat of you losing your job. There's no threat of someone else knocking on the door saying, hey, dog, there's a possibility that you can lose everything. That's the situation there. Unfortunately, uh, Cowboy Nation and everyone is listening. So with that being said, thank y'all for the support over here. Yeah, we like our guys equals Kellen Moore and the Clapper. Yes, yes, indeed. And I'm not I'm not taking a dump on those boys. But what I'm saying is collectively, if you want to get from here to here, then there's got to be something that sits in the way of you saying, hey, I can't I can't operate like this because we can only get to this level. 
And when we trying to get here, it's going to be somebody, somebody feelings going to get hurt. Because I feel you with, with what you want far as your far as your reasonings, but we care about the results. <laughs> hey, man, hey, better luck next time. No, it's been 27 years. That's the reality of it, ladies and gentlemen. So all I can say is, is the Cowboys were 12-5 and five last year. They were 12-5 and five the year before that. And on top of that, if you want to get from 12 to 5 to winning the game, you're going to have to make some hard cuts, man. You're going to have to take some of the money that you some of the money that you occurred and go out there and make things happen. That's just the reality of it. Excuse me, I got a lot of chaos going on, so that's why I'm off subject a little bit. But uh it is what it is. Diggs plus Ramsey would have been nice. Yes, uh Trip Aces, appreciate you so much for that. Uh, B-Wag plus Parsons, yes. But hopefully the sense of urgency would be the thing that the Cowboys need to open up to. Here's my thoughts when when I'm going over this. And I think my guy, <laughs> let me see if I got it over here. Um, hold on, let me go right here. Let me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Gray, Jalen Ramson went for a third-round pick, a third-round pick, Dallas Cowboys. And then he got Catboy right here. Now, shout out to Kevin Grant. We do know that he worked with 105.3 The Fan. And 105.3 The Fan is a, a company that pretty much the Jones family operates and run uh, to spit out their thoughts and give their opinions and, and, um, and, and processes for their organization, you know, going forward. And one of the things that I can tell you guys, truly, 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 that the Dallas Cowboys, they don't like when people call them out too much. So we, we, we will monitor how long Kevin Gray stayed in his capacity. I'm not saying, you know what I'm saying, that he got a cap on with his saying, baby nuts, Jones, you know what I'm saying? But cap boy is a direct line to your superiorities or, or superiors over there, however they say it, you know. But We'll find out because I do like this because at the end of the day, I know for sure that Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones, they ain't finna go 105.3 to fan and jump on Kevin Gray's show at night. No, they ain't finna do that. Now, they would talk to some of the people that they can pretty much sway the minds to, and it won't be that much pushback with, with their decision. And if it is, it's already premeditated. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't talking about those boys in the morning time when they talking to Jerry Jones and John Stephen Jones. But what I'm saying is at some point, the Jones family got to get out of their comfortable nest and start talking to everybody. Start talking to 1310 the ticket. Start talking to some of the people. Hey, have a fan column where you talk to the fans and let let the people, the voice of the people, talk to y'all about how y'all operating and running these procedures. Because I know for dog sure, if you get my guy Big Gabe James out there and he have a few questions, it won't be saying like this. Damn act together. It won't be that. You know, it won't be when somebody say, "Hey, Jones family, are you embarrassed? Are you embarrassed?" Are you embarrassed as an organization about how the team is hey, playing? Get your damn act. I wish, I wish Jerry or anybody in that front office would tell me, hey, get your damn act together because there are going to be consequences and repercussions. But you know how it is. 
You know how it goes all the way back to the Chris Rock special. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching Chris Rock special, you know. And Chris Rock was going over the fact that, you know, Will Smith is this guy and this guy and that guy. And his mama told him never fight in front of white folks. Bull sugar. Bull sugar, Chris. Let any man come to the stage and slap me, regardless of whether what, what size he are, what kind of accolades. We finna, we finna roll him up. And I said, Mama said there'll be days just like this. You can be big as Shaq. We finna fight. Hey, Law Nation, dog. Hey, Law Nation, man, you and Shaq were going at it for a second. Yeah, dog, Shaq finally got him. But Law didn't fold up like a wallet or a lawn chair. No, 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 no. <laughs> we can save all of that, turn the other cheek to someone else, you know. But it is what it is. Shout out to Marlon Wayans. You know, he he had a special on HBO, and he was going over the fact like, shoot, shoot, ain't, ain't not me, not me. So at some point, the comfortable bed need to be taken away from the Joes family. But unfortunately, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So what we, what we, what we been as an organization, we've been an organization that's been retroactive, not proactive. We've been an organization and a, a team that said, oh, shokes, we was going to get this deal done, but we ran out of the, the, the time. Oh, man, God, dog, man, we couldn't come up with an agreement with this conversation, so we had to use the franchise tag. And what do the franchise tag do? It damaged the team in a long run. Short term, you may get a good vibe, a good feeling, because you got said player for that one year. But from a long-term aspect of it, it damaged the team. It's a, it's a quick gratification. It is, it is you taking and eating sugar. It's like a sugar rush, right? Instead of doing it the right way, right? Instead of getting your sweet and your energies from fruits it's like give me some of that uh sugar give me some of that that white sugar you know and those things over a short time will damage you more than anything else uh well it will give you a short instant burst but over a long period of time it would damage you more uh law your mom and pop's analogy is 1000% true you need to <laughs> You need not say that anymore. Yeah, Frederick. Yeah, yeah. It 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 it, it is what it is. It's one thousand percent true. And when we say these things, it's it's not to sell it nor to denigrate the Dallas Cowboys. It's not. It, it's it's definitely not. It is a situation that 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 just what it is. It's a fact. You know, it's a facts. And and most of the time, the truth is the hardest pill to swallow. Now. Can we win? Can we win with this philosophy? We like our guys. Yes. 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 You can flat out win. And truth be told, guess what? Late nation, ladies and gentlemen, it's not a horrible one. But what we're saying collectively is you making it harder. 
You're making it harder for the Cowboys organization to win because when they get down and squeeze this down to the final four, those guys naturally, this is a chess match. It is a game of wins and losses. And it's a game where the margins of errors get small. You can't, you can't really do it with that. I, I had a post. Let me see if I can uh, find it. I think I had it on. I'm, I'm going to dig through it on, on Twitter, though. Let me see if I can find it, though, so that I can blow it up a little bit bigger. Um, y'all bear with me because uh, we, we really, you know what? I, I could do it this way. Because what it was doing, it was talking about Dak Prescott, right? And, and we were saying, hey, man, you know, in his first seven years, his numbers are up there with some of the good quarterbacks, or you can argue with some of the greats. And if you go to my post, let me see if I can do it this way. We're going to build a plane while it's in there. I appreciate y'all. One love to all of y'all too, by the way, that's tuning in and being part of this. Be sure to hit that like button, share this content. Yeah. Yeah. Let me go. I'm going to go the long route. Yeah. We can go the long route. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. We can go the long route. Yeah. It's small, though. It's small. So, <clears throat> as a joke, and one can argue that, yeah, it is jokingly when you compare Dak Prescott to those boys over there, the Drew Brees, the Big Ben Roethlisberger, the Tom Brady's, or what have you, and it's got 1,600 likes or what have you. Let me let me like it myself, then. Let, let me help you out. Well, this is what we said. We got a lot of people said those stats would mean something if we wasn't only uh, if we wasn't the only one without the Super Bowl. Right. And I get a lot of people who said, that, hey, they are diehard Cowboy fans under this particular article. Right. Under, under this particular photograph. And a lot of people said, hey, and if you read it, so many negative com- comments, though, which granted. Right. But here's the problem that a lot of people are not contextualizing, you know, with these guys up here. And if you just take your time and read through it all, we had seven seasons with with Dak Prescott. Four out of the seven seasons were with Jason Garrett. It's quite strange to me that nobody brings up the fact that if Jason Garrett was with Drew Brees, Big Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady. Are you saying that even Jason Garrett would have a Super Bowl ring? Are you guys implying that? Because nobody likes to contextualize the entire picture. They just look at it and say, hey, there's seven seasons, Law, and Dak Prescott haven't generated us a single ring. With Mike McCarthy, when this dude completed a full season, Halfway in or what have you, at minimum, it's 12 and 5. Because if you look at the 2020 season, he didn't have a chance. His leg and ankle was on the field, right? But if you look at 2021, 2022, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. 12 and 5 is the floor. Now we're heading into 2023. I don't want us to finish 12 and 5, ladies and gentlemen, and say that we are okay. But I can clearly tell you that, hey, with a legitimate coach, at least at minimum, Dak Prescott is a 12-5 and five quarterback. Now, if you count the fact that Cooper Rush won five games within that time frame, shout out kudos and credence to that. But that is the overall picture of what the head coach can do and help 
head coach is supposed to be able to bend those things to help elevate, right? So we're looking at that total body of work, and what I'm saying is coaching matters. So that's one thing that the Cowboys Jones family is slowly and finally realizing. After 30-some-odd years, they realize, okay, we need a coach. Okay, we need someone to move their weight around. It's quite strange to me that we were at the bottom half of the NFL on the defensive side of the corn in 2020. They went and got a coach who know how to put things in place, and we have yet to see the bottom half of the NFL in defense. Why? Because of coaching. Some of the same players, but different philosophy. Coaching elevates, right? So the Cowboys' issue is that they will see a problem, they will understand a problem, and they will say they will take their time. They will flat out take their time to resolve said problem. And that comes from levels of comfort. When you have the comfort side of it, there's no rush. Why? Because there's no threat of you losing your job. So that's just what it is. So uh, what we have here, we got another super chat from Coach Ma. I appreciate you. So, Law, you say trade for Ramsey for $20 million, looking for an extension where, where we haven't signed Diggs yet at $20 million and get Hopkins for $20 million. Well, here's the truth, Coach Marv. Is Jalen Ramsey right now on your team make your team better? Because that's what you're trying to do. And when we start talking about the money, you fall into the traps of the Jones family. Because what they're going to present to you, hey, it's the players, it's the money, it's the cap, it's the issue, it's a pre-built-in excuses. Remember, everyone have a reason, but results are what matter. The money can be always manipulated and stretched out, and you can put money here to hide money there. And the problem is with the Cowboys, they fall back and say, hey, we like our guys. For example, in 2018, we had a clear chance of getting Xavier Woods, I mean, I mean Xavier Woods off the team or keep him on the team in conjunctions with the Honey Badger. But they said, you know what? We like Xavier Woods. We think that Xavier Woods will be the next Honey Badger. He can do things just as much or as good as the Honey Badger. And let me know how that helped and worked out for them, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but what I'm saying here, too, is then don't even just focus on one player because that is another thing that the Cowboys do. They will focus in on one player in the free agency, and then they will put it out that they are focusing on that one player. He goes to another team, and then they will do these things right here. They would do exactly these things. They would absolutely say, hey, we wanted this guy, but unfortunately he signed with another team. Unfortunately, he's gone to another team. Unfortunately, we didn't make the deal and the agreement's done, and boom. Those are the things that happen, unfortunately. So either you want to win or you want to be as lifeless as Eastside Harrell going to another team, talking, right, in the comments section. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Eastside Harold for, for all he do for the Cowboy Nation, though, by the way. You know, uh, it is what it is. Yeah, Ramsey is gone for a third-round draft pick. So that's what I've said, that the Cowboys, they move a little too slow. They move a little – and this has been the same thing happening over 
and over and over again, and people will lean on the aspect of, hey, you know what? I got to agree with the owners. We don't have the money. We don't have the ability to stretch things around. Just like this in the last, what, 15 days, the Cowboys done flipped $30 million around. We went from being 6 to $8 million in cap hell, <laughs> allegedly, and now we are we are within the graces of being within the striking range of 24 to $27 million that we can utilize and use. But that's just how it goes. When you don't have the sense of urgency, you don't go out there and say, Hey, you know what? We can lean on the fact that it's okay with what we got. Shout out to you. Simmons. Appreciate you for your support. Thank you so much for what you do. Uh, with the uh, 1999 for your mind support. So he says, Law Nation is the bomb. Appreciate you so much. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Dracaris. Thank you so much for that. All right. So <clears throat> here we go. So why is TB and Rams not keeping their players in hiding money is all that you do? Because Tampa Bay and the Rams both have Super Bowls within the last five years. Let me ask y'all this. Let me ask y'all this 1,000%. The Tampa Bay and the Rams, by them having, would you rather be on their side of the things, of them lifting up a Lombardi trophy within the last five years, or would you say, hey, I would prefer the 30-year route? Let me know in the chat. Would you prefer to say, you know what? Within the last five years, I had a Super Bowl. I lifted up that, that Lombardi trophy. Or would you prefer to say, hey, you know what? Hey, in, in the 90s, we were able to get the Super Bowl, five-time champions, what have you, overall. We are good. Would you prefer to be comfortable and happy? Because, Coach Marv, this goes all the way back to the parable with the talent. This is equivalent to you saying that, okay, I'm going to take my talent and I'm going to dig it in a hole and I'm going to place it there. I'm not going to spend it for next season and the year after that and the year after that. I'm just going to keep it right here. So next year when it comes about, I will have that same said money available for me to go out there to give it to the exchangers. But there were other people that took their money and took their talent and gave it to the exchangers, right? And then they came back with more. Now, and within the confines of that conversation, some of them they might have lost from the exchangers. But what's strange to me, the person who did the most with the stuff that they had got multiple things in return. So what we as this Dallas Cowboys team and organization and franchise, what I'm saying is don't be the guy that have the most and do the least, or don't be the guy that had the least and don't do nothing. Can we at least have the middle ground to be the person in the middle to at least go out there and get a known commodity, right? I'm not saying that the Cowboys should beat down the trees and get Ramsey, go trade for Marshawn Lattimore, go get Bobby Wagner, plus go get a Jerry Judy. I'm not saying do all of those things, but what I'm saying is the Cowboys should before the draft at least get one to two players that can help solidify this team in the long run. That's just all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying with that. But 
here here's what the Cowboys been doing. They have been they have been not doing those things. They have been hoodwinking us and saying that we are trying. We are trying to be this team to go out there and make things happen. But Brandon Cook's deal, you know, we couldn't come up with an agreement. Right. You know, last year, yeah, Jerry Judy deal, we got close. We were writing the contract out, but the pen ran out of ink. And unfortunately, we couldn't get it closed before the trade daylight. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, Coach Marv. <clears throat> Red Dog says he agrees. <laughs> you know, and I, I hate to use that as an analogy, but. We, we, you can literally do those things. And what can happen here, the Rams, even last year, they didn't foresee Matthew Stafford elbow being reconstructed and not being able to throw from me to 10 yards, right? So they had to hurry up, and they was looking at it like, hey, they're trying to win at all costs. And so they made some gadget trades or what have you. Matter of fact, they did the exact same thing the year before, when they running back got down and got hurt, they went and made a trade, yes or no? Did they make a trade for another running back? Was it Shawnee Michelle or somebody like that? Help me out when their starting running back went down. Now, they could have literally said, you know what, the starting running back is down. Hey, man, let's just stick, stick with what we got. We like our guys. We got somebody that's on the third or the fourth string. We can elevate them. No, they said, you know what, we're trying to win. And they went and made an acquisition, made a trade to solidify that running back room. Uh, and, and I feel what you're saying, uh, uh, Coach Marv. This is no direct threat at you. You know, I like looking kind of low, like, like low content. Let me see. Terrell says the likes looking kind of low, right? Like law content, show some love. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> it took me time to read that, man. Got the hooked on funny guys today. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you so much, you know. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, shout out to your stargazer. So what I'm saying is I get, I get people levels of optimism, right? I get people levels of frustrations. I understand it. I get where people will say, well, law. You can never win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. I get all of that. I get what people are saying that, hey, even with Ezekiel Elliott, law, the Cowboys are too much in love with those boys, and we're never going to do anything or get anything done with Ezekiel Elliott. He's a shell of himself. He's washed up, etc. I get all of that. But these are my stance, and I, I, I would say this, you know, as clear as mud. That if the Dallas Cowboys knew how to maneuver their contracts, then they wouldn't have put the no trade clause on those contracts. They would have figured out ways to always have an escape hatch for their players, right? In case they don't meet what they're looking for. Meaning that we won't be sitting here at the same mercy seat if you had the anti-no-trade clause with Ezekiel Elliott or with Dak Prescott. And you could have been talking to these other teams saying, all right, we shopping our quarterback. Why? Because he haven't met the expectations that I had upon them, right, or bestowed upon them. And then you can move your team around with X, Y, and Z 
other expectations of moving on. But by you leaning on to your thoughts and your wisdom of how to write contracts, you painted yourself into a corner and now you got to stick with what you got. And the only other option would be to extend, get more money and to get back into the race, get back into the dance. That's just how it is. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Cowboy Nation. So here's the thoughts right here. When people say, well, Tony, I appreciate you so much, says no more excuses. No more excuses. According to what? According to what? Because there's two sides of it. There's expectations and then there's the reality. And when they meet, it, it gives you the results. Uh, I, I did this a couple of weeks ago when my guy called in, Brandon Ross. When he called in, I said, well, hey, Brandon, how tall are you? I think he said he's 5'8", right? Or 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, and I said, okay, at 5'7", at 5'8", can you play offensive lineman? He said, ah, nah, I can't play offensive lineman. And I said, why? Are those excuses, right? Or are those are the facts? At five foot seven, five foot eight, he can't play offensive lineman. Ain't nothing he can do to get his body shaped good enough to play offensive lineman. Why? Because the reality is, is that he's not built for that type of work action, right? And I'm not throwing any shade at, the, at my guy, but. These are the things that we have to internalize. So when you have Jason Garrett as your head coach, could he win a Super Bowl? It's quite possible. It's the same possibility of him winning the Super Bowl just as well as Brandon Ross playing offensive linemen. Those are expectations meeting the reality. And what we were expecting was Jason Garrett to ultimately take us there to those promised lands. And now that he's gone, we want the speed up process for Mike McCarthy. Couldn't even get his feet wet within the program, and people were ready to get rid of him in 2020. And some of the old ways were still, were still stuck on his team. So when we say no more excuses, you got to paint the entire picture. When the quarterback, the starting quarterback finished the season, we're 12 and 5 back to back. We haven't did those numbers since the since the 90s. So now that you got and understand the expectations, the Dallas Cowboys, we need to add in to some patience with this because what you can't happen is continue. All right, you give Jason Garrett that long stay and you give Mike McCarthy the short stay and within the confines of both stay, Mike McCarthy being more successful than the guy that you gave the long stay. But the problem is, is it been 30 years and we all hungry and we want the results. So that's just what I'm saying. So the same could be said within, if you break it down into smaller numbers, if you break it down into smaller numbers and say, all right, cool. It's good that what we did in the last few years, it handled these things, X, Y, and Z. We were able to get here, but the expectations still were too high, even for Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. Now that he's gone, yes, we should say no excuses. 
But the reality of it is that you had wasted three to four years with him, just like you wasted nine to ten years with Jason Garrett. You can't get those times and those things back. And then sit back and say, hey, we wanted to win the Super Bowl every year. I guarantee you Vegas odds have the Cowboys as Super Bowl favors for the 2023 season. So that's just what it is. Unfortunately, no one likes likes the reality. (laughs) No one likes the truth. <clears throat> yeah, twenty. Uh, yeah, Tony Pollard says uh, Tony Pollard is only twenty five. It, yes, it makes sense. <laughs> It'll make sense for you to decide if he's twenty five, right? He is young as he'll ever be, right? Next year he'll be older than he ever was. So if he's twenty five now, why you got that man on the uh, franchise tag? Hmm? It'll be better. It'll be better for the Cowboys to do these things right here, sign him to a two to three year deal, right? At max, he will be three plus, what, what, three plus 25 is 28. You know what I'm saying? So at max, at max, he will be 28, right? Or even within the confines, if you only get one more year out of him, at worst, you can put him on the blocks for trades, right? And you can recoup and get something back in return. You can sign Tony Pollard, expect him to ball out or do just the same. And now you can utilize him as trade bait. If you don't like a for what he did or two, if you love what he did, but he's getting long in the tooth, you can trade him and get something back in return. That's just how you will manage that. But when you like your guys or when you have reservations on your guys, you remove the trade ability. That makes more sense to me. Because let me ask y'all this. If Tony Pollard come back next year and he missed six to seven games due to a freak accident, what would be his value? Will it be less than 10 million? Or would you have the mindset to say, hey, man, it was a tweak ankle with combinations of a knee, but we can work something out. He still got the potentials. And from Tony Pollard's perspective, should he take less than 10? Let me know. Because that is exactly what you guys are painting the picture for Dalton Schultz to be, right? He had less production than what he had the previous year, but he got paid more money than he ever had. So now you're going back to the table and saying, well, we want you to take less than 10 million. Why? Based upon this one year. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why all of a sudden you going to hold my feet to the fire for one year and not spread out over the total body of work? Well, you know, the cap. So how you think he feel? That's why players don't like the franchise tag. They don't. Because the expectations, once again, becomes too, too unrealistic, right? And y'all buy into it. Y'all buy into it. Y'all buy into it every time. And then you would attach the blame to the player and say, man, that guy's not worth X, Y, and Z. Why? Because he can't generate the results. When the whole time, when the whole time, the contract and the language within the said contract painted that man into a corner. So it would be better. It would have been better, Cowboy Nation. 
and I'm not throwing any shade at Dak Prescott. It would have been better if after you did your three to four years of evaluation on Dak and you realized that, hey, he's only going to get us to this level, right? And you got to have all of these things in order for him to win. It would be better for the Cowboys to say, you know what, Coates? I want two first-round draft pick, and I want you to pay this dude. And we'll wash our hands, and we'll go into the new season without him. Don't that make more sense? Then doubting the man and say, hey, prove it, do it without the weapons, and let's see if you are worthy of getting said contract. The same could be said for Ezekiel Elliott, Demarcus Lawrence, as well as Dak Prescott. But but what you guys do is y'all will lean to the people on the four-ladder, the three-ladder network in on people with the local media and say, hey, God, God dog it. This guy was able to elevate said team. That guy was able to elevate said team. How come this guy can't? When, when he not playing in the same rule book. Let me know. Let me know, y'all. Let me know where Jason Gary is the head coach at. How many people were beating on the door for him to become a head coach once he's once he gone? And as brilliant and as wonderful and as smart and as, and as, as intelligent as Kellen Moore is, how many people were beating down the door and the tables to have him as a head coach? You can't find them. You can't even notice, notice where they're at. But all of a sudden, here in Dallas, they were the end-all, be-all. We had the unlimited talent. We had the most talented team. It goes all the way back to my analogy. It goes all the way back to my analogy. Just because I had my daughters the keys to the Beamer doesn't mean that she know how to drive said Beamer at the age of six. But law, he got all of the features on. He got all of the bells and whistles. She should have no excuses. She should be able to drive that thing blindfolded because it got the uh, auto assistance with the actual GPS built into it. It got the heating and cooling systems as it relates to the seats. You Look, you can press a button on it, and it'll start up before you even get in there to make the car cool when it's hot outside or to make the car warm when it's cold outside. They got all of the bells and whistles. But why will I give that to a six-year-old? There should be no excuses. Why would you give all of that to Jason Gary? There should be no excuses. Why would you give all of that to Kellen Moore? There should be no excuses, law. Make that make sense. Can somebody out-debate me on that, right? That's just what it is. <clears throat> so William Bernay, he must have been hiding under a rock. He says, when are they going to make the extension of Dak Prescott? Can somebody inform William that they already done it, right? <laughs> the official time frame, the official time frame for the Dallas Cowboys to meet and talk with other free agencies would be on March the 15th. They can start talking. They can start going over and then they can officially sign things. Right. So that's just how that goes. Um, the Dallas Cowboys. Are they doing? Look, I'm going to go back to this. Are they doing enough? Depending on where you're standing. Right. Depending on where you're standing, you know, every year there's only one vital, what is it, 
valedictorian is only one, right? And salutatorian is only one of those, right? Every year, every year there's a, a, a top 10 graduates from schools, right? And even though those people graduate top of their class, doesn't mean that they're going to make the most money or be the most successful. Doesn't mean that, right? They may have applied themselves in a better situation. Even with that, that doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that just because they applied themselves and those uh, likes that they were the smartest. Right? But every year, someone going to say, hey, man, you know, there's no excuses for me. Right? There's no excuses. And at the end of the year, like I said, there will be only one team to say, hey, man, we left it all on the field. We worked sun up to sundown. There's no excuses for my franchise and organization. We, we left no excuses out there. And the only one team that can say that right now, Kansas City Chiefs. Case in point, hear me out. Hear me out. If Jalen Hurts don't even fumble that ball, would they be talking about how bad that holding call was at the end of the game? Would they been talking about how slippery the field was out there? People couldn't get grips on the ground. They would have said all year we had our challenges. We had our battles, our, our pitfalls. But we leave no excuses. We left with no excuses. You see, now all of a sudden you can't find an Eagle fan, right? <laughs> that that will say, hey, man, you know, the grass wasn't the fault, right? It wasn't the turf fault. It wasn't, you know, X, Y, and Z. Slay played good. Everybody did X, Y, and Z. But at the end of the day, everyone have a reason, but results are what matter, baby. Leave no excuses on the table, right? To only one team. Let me know if I'm wrong. So that's just how it goes. Winning cures it all, right? <laughs> yes, indeed. No excuses, right, Jerry? No excuses, right? <laughs> Jeremy like, yeah, dog, you know, now they can't use those excuses, right? They they blamed everybody. They blamed Law Nation. They blamed the offensive coordinator. They blamed the defensive coordinator. <laughs> Both of those boys got head, head coaching jobs. Let me know if I'm lying. Head coaching jobs. We get, hey, our guy left. He didn't become a head coach. <laughs> hey man hey, hey the game is rigged now it's rigged law it's rigged baby that's the reason why but but when you're winning 
When you was winning, it wasn't rigged. But when you lose it, it's rigged, law. It's rigged. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, hey, one more thing, man. One more thing, man. I want to just hear this from the dude. It's rigged. Yes, indeed, baby. <laughs> you must be out of your goddamn mind. All right, man. Let, let's do this for a few seconds, man. I got a few seconds. This, this um, well, we're gonna do this right quick. Uh, Call my phone, hit my uh, six five seven. Six five seven three nine zero seven three nine one, man. All right, y'all. Call me. Hey. Real talk, I am awake. He's a real Eagles fan. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. Uh, I like what he brings to the table. And unlike Eastside Harold, he don't hide, man. So shout out to him, man. Even when they, even when they are um, <laughs> beating our butt, man. This dude was here every year, man. Every every day, man. Uh, so so shout out to him, man. Shout out to my guy, I'm awake. But Eastside Harold, that joker, look, let me just say this right quick. Eastside Harold, he disappeared. Eastside, where you at? He disappeared. And then y'all remember, y'all remember the Texas, they were up on us. They was up on us for a few points. Eastside Harold, he done created an account. He recreated his account. He jumped back over here. He was talking mad donkey cone type of stuff. And he thought for sure his team was going to beat us. <laughs> Eastside. <laughs> what happened to your Texas in that game, man? And then at the end of the day, when the Cowboys were victorious, he pulled, I am awake, are you? <laughs> he said, law, man, the NFL is rigged, man. <laughs> yes, indeed, man. Shout out to Eastside Harold, man. All right, y'all, man. All right, let me get this up. Uh, look, y'all make it quick, man, because I got I to gotta go. So uh, I want y'all to jump in. There are four participants in the conference. I want y'all to jump in and uh, speak to y'all mind. Please yourself. All but participants are muted. At the end of the day, man, at the end of the day, all love. Make your points real quick, baby. All right, let's go. I got Riverside John, man. You live, fam. You live. Talk to me, man. What's up, Law? What's good? Nothing to it, Chief. Holler at me. All right, look. I'm not really tripping on the Ramsey thing. I don't really think that. I don't really think that was major. Uh, us not picking him up. I don't think that was really, really crazy because. Um, I think we should put our focus elsewhere, like just trying to get D Hop, and then trying to acquire another running back if we end up letting go of Zeke. Maybe try to get Bobby Wagner too. So, and then you got to remember, you got to remember, we're getting Jordan. Um, I think Jordan Lewis back too next year, right? I mean this year, right? Mm, 
he, his uh, timetable, as far as him coming back, haven't been announced yet. They literally said that Terrence Steele and um, Tony Pollard will be back for training camp. They haven't mentioned Jordan okay. Lewis yet. So for right now, Jordan you can fi- five, six million. No, no, last two years he wasn't bad, you know. But at the same time, they're going to have to get back to the drawing board. That's five or six million dollars. Uh, if you can you get rid of him, you can save that. Or they can re him up because this will be a contract year for him. Okay, kick him out to the to the outside and put your boy Bland in the uh, slot. And I think we, we should be uh, at least sustainable at that position. No, nah, so, I, I don't like J. Lou right now playing outside boundary corner. I, I, I don't like that, dog. I ain't going to even, you know, want that for the bro. All right, what about putting, what about putting Bland on the outside then? I, I would prefer Bland on the outside versus that, but uh, the Cowboys need to figure out who they're going to insert inside the slot now is that nickel corner. They could they could solidify that in the draft, right? But uh, Or they, we can have it pre-built in the team. You know, I like what Bell brings to the table. Izzy Makamu, I like what he brings to the table, but but for right now, I would I, I would see what they're gonna do with that money, that five to six million dollars, man. We we need to figure out what we're gonna do, fam. Uh, cowboy, you gotta appreciate you, dog. Appreciate you, man. I thank you, though. All right, good call All right, from you. Good, All right, yeah, good call from good call from a man. All right, so with J. Lou, man, shout out to him. I I, I would hate I would hate. To cut a man while he's hurt or while he's down, but you know it's supposed to be business, you know. But and, and Jay Lou, shout out to you, man. I, I know Mama Lou and everybody watch the channel and everything, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying, ain't, ain't no ain't no ill wills toward you, you know. I I like you better inside versus on the outside, and I like bland inside, right? So we got some things that we're gonna have to uh, uncover here. All right, I got Swayze, man, from the 908. You live. Going along, I'll make it quick. I know it's Sunday, trying to get back to the fan. Um, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I ain't gonna lie. It, this the move by the Dolphins. It makes me sick for the simple fact that they're putting the chips on the table. And that's as Cowboys fans, that's all we want. We want our team to put all the chips on the table. Let's not. Oh, we're gonna wait two years down the line. We're gonna. Uh, it's a ten-year progress. No, our quarterback is turning thirty. Like he's going past his prime. Let's take advantage of our situation. Can you imagine um, Ramsey and, 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 and Trayvon Diggs side-by-side side in a pass-happy league? That would be <clears> unstoppable, <throat> and they only gave up a third-round pick. And a I'm third? Jalen Ramsey's contract. And I'm only looking at Jalen Ramsey's contract. He's getting paid $17 million in the cap hit. That's, that's doable for a, a league cornerback. Like, I don't really don't get it. I, I wish Jerry Jones would be honest with us. Yo, we just want to go 12 and 5. We want to go 11 and 6. We, we just want the, the ratings to be a certain way. We don't care about Super Bowls. Just be honest, bro. Like, because at the end of the day, it just seems like we're just going through the motions, bro. Like, it's, this is this is embarrassing. And now it's yeah. starting to become embarrassing. We're the only <laughs> team that's, high, that's in high prestige that don't make moves in the offseason. The only team. Every we other don't. team, they make moves in the offseason. They, they think it's the 1990s. Now, now, now we're going to make a move. We're going to make a move. I just don't know who it's going to be. It may be our own guys. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to make a move, it's, it's, though. It's going to be someone like Patrick Peterson, something like that. <laughs> oh, we got him on the deal. It's going to be something like that. And the Cowboys fans are going to be happy. You're going to be like, oh, Patrick Peterson, remember him for 2016? I, I really don't get it. But I'm going to let you go and let the other callers go. And this is just embarrassing. 
No doubt, man. Embarrassment of riches, man. Shout out to Swayze. All right, so this is from Jason Winfro. Talk is cheap, JJ. Everyone knows that money talk in BS walk, right? We are tired of seeing the same things and no changes being done about this to improve the team. Um, and, and he's right. I appreciate you, Jason Winfro, for your super chat. And like I said, I'm going to say this again. It, it, it's, we're not beating up on the Joneses. We were 12 and 5 last year. But what we're saying collectively as a total, make, make one to two moves. Make one to two moves. And I'm not saying that right now the Cowboys don't have a plan to move for Bobby Wagner or to move for a Marshawn Lattimore, right? But what we're doing is we pushing P right now, y'all. We're applying the pressure. I, I believe that when you Google Cowboys, you see my face up there like, yeah, that laudation up there. So somebody's listening. Jerry Jones has seen me once or twice before on his news feed and his timeline. Let's not get it twisted, y'all. You know what I'm saying? 42 million views ain't, ain't nothing to sneeze at. So there's 42 million eyeballs somewhere some, around the Cowboys world. So we got the power to, to at least talk about these things, right? So here's my thoughts with this. The Dallas Cowboys, ladies and gentlemen, just make one or two moves. You don't have to move everything, but just one or two, right? <laughs> That's just what it is, Cowboy Nation. Unfortunately, um, with this team, we tend to move, but we move a little too slow. There's no sense of urgency. Next call I got next is Coach Marr from the 803. You're live, Coach. What's going on, Lars? We've got a couple of things just to say, man. One, uh, Tampa Bay, I mean, not Tampa Bay, but the Los Angeles, the, the, the Los Angeles Rams. I'm mm-hmm. uh, just starting to realize what I what I knew when they won the Super Bowl. They caught lightning in a bottle. The brakes fell their way. They right. were not a super team. They they had stretches in that season where they lost three or four in a row. They didn't just blow teams away. But they did hey, they made the plays when they need to make the plays and they got a Super Bowl. They, they realized that, that this team that they had formulated and spent all that money for was not a great football team. So now they say, hey, when we realize that, let's unload all this and let's, let's, let's start from scratch. Second thing, uh, yeah, I wasn't trying to shoot at your law about uh, the, the $20 million or whatever, this and that. Right, right, right. I just don't, I just think, I just think, I think that, I just think all those things are unrealistic if you were going to try to make those trades because you, know you know how much cap room you have to give, give up. Get a, get available to do all that and and, and to forge all that and, and all these trades where we are talking about if they did those two trades and got those two guys they ain't got enough uh, contract restructures they can get to fit those guys in before June the first because a lot of this releasing players to get some cap room would have that money when it came to after June so they would have had to have a whole lot of money up front with these contracts with that unless they want restructuring and pay big money. But I, I question, I question this. I want to make sure you understand this. And last question. Remember last year, I mean, we were talking, man, remember all the, the moves that the uh, Los Angeles Chargers made. I think they spent over a hundred million dollars in trades and they did. signing cornerbacks and spent a whole lot of money. Right. They and did. they made, and people said, man, they were making moves. They were going to be 
and 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 all the pundits say that they had a quarterback as a top ten quarterback. Yep, that's what the pundits were saying. They did all this. They did all those moves to lose a twenty four point lead, barely get in the playoffs, and lose a twenty four point lead in the playoffs. They did. Now you let me ask you this. Let me ask you this though, Coach Marv. Did right? They, did they make it to the playoff the previous year? No. If okay. if that's if if law if that's what you if that's what cowboy fans are looking to get a a spot, then they ain't cowboy fans like I am. I'm looking for domination. <laughs> look, 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 never, look, 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 let's say this. Let's say this. We it is, have though. never been a flash in the pan football team. Now, now what we people what, what people are not saying that Herbert that, that Herbert choked in that game, right? So according to how things are reflected. It should be Herbert choked in that game. It should be the conversation that they had enough to win in that particular playoff game. You had the guy that uh, that I had to write an open apology letter for because you know I was leaning more on Boss Man Fat versus the um, the the Shanti Samuel Jr. kid, right? And he had what three ints in that game. And then he gave up a few, right. a few plays too, but well, you, but but but, but it goes back this to this though. It go back to this though. Herb choke, man. Ain't nobody talking about it. But go ahead. I would say this, Law. Think about this, and I and I, I actually about do research on this. You don't build your core with free agents. True. Tell me a, a Super Bowl team. I, I first when people want to say Tampa Bay, but the core of that team before Tom Brady got there. Their defense was good. All those guys were core guys. The core of your team is what what carries your team to Super Bowl. And some of these guys you pick up, they just add dividends here and there, like right. you've been saying. But the core is what wins. I can name you in the last ten years, and then we're not talking about the nineties. Last ten years, right? That the core was the t- was the reason why teams won. Seattle didn't get no free agent, and they was in the Super Bowl two years. Should have won two Super Bowls. And was in three and four championship games. Green Bay was in four or five championship games. They didn't go out there and spend a hundred thousand, hundred million dollars in the free agent market either. And I ain't talked about New England, and yeah. I ain't talked about your brother team in San Francisco. They don't go out there and do that, and they ain't gonna go out there and never gonna do that. And they always go be in contention. But 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 Coach Bennett, Cliff Averill, Marshawn Lynch. They weren't homegrown. There was guys that they made moves to go get for the Seattle Seahawks in that run. So, so you got and to those have a guys little, were picked up. Yeah, you and, and guess little, what, Law? The leniency. When they picked those guys up, nobody, nobody even knew nothing about them because they, because they don't play for the Silver and Blue, Coach. And and I go but back. They were, it goes they, back they, to even Tampa Bay. You go back to Tampa Bay. Antonio Brown on that team without him, they don't win Super Bowl, right? And uh, when we go back and we think about what they did with Legarrette Blount and all of those boys on the offensive side, Gronk getting Gronk, they don't win those Super Bowls with. Well, go did to Tampa the Super Bay, Bowl. Did Tampa Bay? Did Tampa Bay go? Did Tampa Bay get um, Antonio Brown to Gronk? They went and got him. They went and got uh, Antonio no, they Brown. And they were going to. They were going to play with Tom Brady regardless. That wasn't yeah. even a hard negotiation. Oh, wait, 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 that wasn't wait, even a hard negotiation. They, they, they don't win Super Bowl without him, though. They don't win it, though. <laughs> I, I appreciate you, Coach Ma. You know I love you, though. But man, come on, man. Hey, hey, hey! It took. It Look, took. It took some they people. They took peanuts too. 
They yeah. took peanuts. And what did we do? It was, it wasn't even negotiation. Well, I I know that, but still, <laughs> at the same time, they couldn't they couldn't sit and win it with what they already had organically. They had to go out there and make some moves, though, Coach. It's still in their hand. Tom Brady took thirty million dollars to come to Tampa Bay because he wanted to play in Florida. Everything uh, fell in their hand. Everything, of course, of course. But you still look. Tom Brady alone couldn't have won it just by himself. Though. That's all I'm saying. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm saying, Coach. <laughs> I appreciate you for calling in, though, Coach Bob. Oh, Always man. stretching Long. my mind. I appreciate it, man. I love it. Thank you for what you do, Law. Thank you yes, for what man. you do, brother. That's Coach Marv, y'all. It's Coach Marv. And we're not going to always agree. Newsflash, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want y'all to always agree with me, too. You know, but I don't think, and I love I love Coach Marv. And, hey, we see Tom Brady. Shout out to him. Marvelous, marvelous quarterback, right? But ain't no way he win in that Super Bowl if you swap Anthony, Antonio Brown with Noah Brown, right? Ain't no way, ain't no way, ain't no way. I know he's a legend. I know he's a coach. But Antonio Brown is far from east to west as it relates to Noah Brown. You know what I'm saying? They, they too far apart. Those not even the same Browns, right? <laughs> Let me know. Put it in the chat because I know y'all going to say, yeah, man, the, Tom Brady would have won the Super Bowl with Noah Brown and without even Gronkowski, you you you, you pull up uh, Schultz there. You know, he would have won the Super Bowl. <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, let me let this other caller in because I, I love when y'all stretch my mind, but let me say this again. D-Webb says, boys been burned on big moves. They must be gun shy. Hey, D-Webb. Let me know who were the big moves they've been burnt on. <laughs> Let me know, man. Let me know in the free agency who were the big moves that we were burnt on. D shift from the fold nine. What's on your mind? Hey, what's going on, bro? Nothing to it, Chief. Holler at me, man. Talk to me. Ah, uh, oh, man. Uh, no, I think, honestly, we're in a position, like, I think if you just get, like, one free agent, you know what I mean? Make a, right, right, make right. Make one right. or two moves. Um, I don't, I don't think – because every time you're always looking for the value and versus the collective value of the team, right? So I think we get burned a lot in thinking like, uh, well, that guy ain't worth what we're about to pay him. Well, none of them are, right? You know, that's just the way the market works because once, once another team wants to up you and say, we'll pay this much more for this guy. Because you got teams out there who are still trying to build who aren't one uh, guy away, and so they just want to pay some money, right? Right, uh, right, 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 right. Any team that has a lot of cap room, you know, they're they're not really a good team, you know. Um, and so what you want is you you want to be in that position to, I think, have a like a collective team. And I think they've acquired a lot of assets throughout mm-hmm. the year, uh, a lot of young talent. Um, and I, I think if you just pay that one guy, I mean, I don't care. Like you say, I don't care who you get. You you got a linebacker, a wide receiver, a DT, cornerback. You got a lot of positions that if you just pay a premium guy versus thinking that, oh, well, I don't want to pay a linebacker that much money. I'd rather be paying a cornerback. I'd rather be paying uh, a defensive end that type of money. Um, right. And and then you get yourself in trouble just kind of thinking that way, you know, also along the lines of also feeling like, well, we're going to have to pay Micah and all of them two, three years down the line. But, you know, you get yourself in trouble. So I think overall you uh, – 
you really just kind of go out and just kind of look at your team. You know, we've been in a position where we sign a big name like Leroy Glover back in the day, right? And yep. Like, yeah, we we paid him good money as a free agent, but that team wasn't in a position to acquire an asset like that to say that we're going to do something with this asset. You know, he had Pro Bowl years, but we, you know, we were a pretty bad to mediocre team at that point. Right. So I think at this point you're a 12 and five team. So you need to go ahead and, and get you an asset, like, you know, overpay if you have to a little bit. You have the money. Um, what you got to do is, money. what you got to do is whoop them with the contract language and always have a way out, right? Always have a plan cool. so that, hey, if things don't work out where I want them to be at, then I'm going to slip out with a trade, right? We're going to have some yeah, clauses in, in the contract to do that, yeah. Because you're just paying the guaranteed money, right? Right. That's all you got to pay. The, the the money that's not going to be guaranteed, like you can slip out of that money, right? Um, you know, easily. Or like in Dak's case, you're going to just take that money and say, all right, well, that the rest of that, whatever the, the $50, $60 million that we owed you, we want to spread that out into a new contract and give you another two and three, yeah. four guaranteed years yeah. along with what you've already had, you know, just more security. So, um, you know, I think uh, that guarantee money is what they ultimately are just spreading, spreading across. The rest of that is on, on the top. They just kind of sift it off if they need to, uh, cut you, or they'll just spread it out, like in yeah. Jack's case. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for, for example, for, for example, and D-Shift, you, you break brilliant points. When the Cleveland Browns picked up uh, Amari Cooper, what was the first thing they did? Mm-hmm. They, they they extended him they, and they renegotiated they his contract. Yeah. Don't you know how much money he counted against their cap? Four million dollars. Four million dollars. Yeah, exactly. So so he was going to count so twenty two with us. Yeah. That right. And right. we're going to take the rest of that guaranteed and spread it over these two three years, and then hopefully by the time you know we will be done cut somebody by then or that's that's just you're going to cut somebody. You got you're going to be off Tyrant's money. You're going to be off Zeke's money. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we don't. We're not paying. We're not like the Eagles, where you're paying eight, nine guys, and oh yeah, you got to also now pay a franchise quarterback. Right. You got your franchise quarterback paid. You got two, three guys that you paying significant money to. That really, Zach Martin, like right. Michael Gallup, Demarcus Lawrence, Zeke, and uh, who, who else are you paying? I mean, you're paying some people, man. But but D shift, man. Nah, it, it, I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. that's cool. Uh, I'm gonna hit you up, bro. I appreciate uh, you, bro. Man, you, we got the money, though, bro. We got the money, man. Boys, no doubt, man. Appreciate you, man. And, and the reason why we're gonna let Stargazer on next, but reason why I'm saying these things because <clears throat> I'm just gonna let Stargazer on. I, I think that she's gonna bring the point of what I'm trying to say. Uh, Stargazer from the two one. For you are live on the nation, brought to you by Mint Mobile. You're live. Hey, what's up, Law? How you doing? Doing great, doing well, and wonderful. That is great. Um, let me comment on the Jalen Ramsey trade. Um, I agree with the previous some of the previous callers um, that it's okay that we didn't get Jalen Ramsey. Right, right, right. I think the frustration just comes from. They got him for dirt cheap. I mean, a third-round pick and a tight end, I mean, that's something that we could have definitely paid for. But yeah. I understand that with up, you 
know, our young guys' upcoming contracts, maybe Ramsey wasn't something that you needed to do. Right. But I do think Ramsey, I don't think he has to be paid again for two more years. So True. if Ramsey came here, I don't, I, I'm not trying to resign him to a major deal. I'll just let him play out his contract. See right. If we can, you know, get the Super Bowl while he's here and then move on from him. Um, but that's crazy that he got sold for a third round pick. Right. But that also makes me think for D Hop, that has to lower D Hop's price. Am I right? Oh, I mean, like, wait, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, so with that analogy there, D Hop now, hey, the, 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 the doggone cars asking for a second is now been bumped down to a third, right? Third, and right. maybe uh, you can put conditions on there that the third can be right. elevated to a second. But you got to be crafty enough to dial up plans mm-hmm. like that and contracts like that. Right, absolutely. So I do think, I mean, D-Hop's older. I mean, I definitely think that does drop his price from a second. So that's good for the Cowboys if we are actually trying to pursue um, D-Hop. Right. And here's what I'll say. I had just uh I just had one more comment. I had just put on Twitter that saying, Hey, we may need to prepare for life after Micah, after Diggs, after C D. Right. If uh I said prepare for life after them because I said this is something that's different. And this is for the generation period. The tail mm. end of millennials, also Gen Zers. Right. These guys don't have loyalty like the previous generation. Right. These aren't like Dax and Zeke who love the star, who don't give a de- uh, who don't care who the coach is. They love the star. They want to be a cowboy for life. You know, the Emerson and the Troy Aikman. Like, these are guys who want to spend their life in Dallas. Right. People like my, uh, these young kids, like Micah CD did, these kids just want to win. They don't care about, they like the star. I think right. they like the star. I think they like being in Dallas. But yeah. as far as love and loyalty, they don't have no loyalty to the star. Let me ask you so, this, though. Let me ask you this. And, okay. and, and I saw that you commented with that. Uh, and I want you to put some highlights on this right quick. Parsons. Mm-hmm. He said, man, what the F? You know, never mind. You know what I'm saying? And that was his direct feelings about Ramsey. You know? So yeah, so I know for sure he sees things that he feels yeah like us as yep. fans and he knows exactly. that the capability of this team being here that they can be mm-hmm. here and what the cowboys right. organization and franchise would sell to him because probably why he said never mind they probably heard him pick up the phone and said hey parsons hold on dog you know but parsons know that even if you go into the draft right it's going to take at least two to three years for that person right. to solidify their role. So I appreciate you for that one. Uh, but but keep keep going. It, it, you're exactly right. These kids, CD, Michael, they are expressing frustration with, with the way that we just won't do, we won't go out and get proven players that we know can push the needle. Because we are a 12 and 5 team. So this isn't demonizing the front office like they've just done everything wrong. Right. But there are a couple of moves. Like, I think we just need a solid wide receiver, too. Right. And we probably should add a linebacker, get us a cornerback, too. But I think we can draft us a cornerback, too, because I really think our cornerback, too, is bland. So really, if we could get us a slot guy or, you know, we get a guy that can play on outside that we can keep bland in the slot. It's, we only need, just like everybody's saying, just one or two moves. And it doesn't have to be, like, if we don't get 
Bobby Wagner. We right. still have Edmonds that mm-hmm. we could get Tremaine Edmonds from the Bills. You still have, uh, they said the Bucks may be shopping Levante David. So there are still linebackers that you can get. There are still qualities, free agents, right, right, right. receivers that you can get. So we just need to make a couple of moves. And, but I'm saying that the front office needs to make a couple of moves to show the young guys, hey, we are, we do recognize that we're right there at the cusp and we are going to do what it takes to push our team over the hump. No uh, doubt, Star. Yeah, Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Tell people where they can find and follow your content at, especially on Twitter and things like that. You guys can follow me um, on the uh, sorry on Twitter at the Stargazer, uh, but instead of an E and Gazer, it's a three and it's two R's at the end. Mm-hmm. And then you can also uh, follow me on Star uh, Gazing uh, Sports. Uh, for my YouTube channel that should have content on it relatively soon. No doubt. Appreciate you so much. One love. Shout out Thank to Star Gazer. Appreciate her for her thoughts and everything. All right. So, hey, we're not fit to fall into the traps of this, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all know how this thing rock. Y'all know how this thing roll with the Cowboy Nation. And we got to be able to call things out the way we see them, right? We can't be holding back our punches because there will be other nefarious things that happen. And when you put that together and you have law and then you have land, then I think that that goes like law of the land. And let's put the side-by-side states together because I'm from Mississippi and that brother over there from another mother is from Alabama. Let's get it. From the 205. You're lying. Man, that was a powerful introduction, man. I want to be like Law when I grow up, man. Good grief. What's happening with you? Appreciate you, dog. Appreciate you, land. You know what I'm saying? Law of the land now. Yes, this sir. is the segment. We got to get that law of the land out there for the people, man. Yes, but look, Talk I was to just sitting here thinking, man. You know the nation, bro. I, I love Coach Mar. When Coach Mar talk, I listen. Like yeah. he, I'm always learning this game of football. I've been yeah. following it for years, but yeah. I'm still learning every day. Yeah. So I make sure I pay attention to what Coach Mar yeah. say. Yeah. But I had the the same argument to Coach Mar on my show. I asked Coach. I'm like, Coach, we got we got young stars on this team, Coach. When mm. when 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 are we gonna be able to to afford this team? I just did the calculation, love. Uh-huh. Look, for seventeen million dollars, right? Keep this in your mind. I want everybody to follow me. All for right. seventeen million dollars, guess what the Cowboys got? For just seventeen million dollars against the Cow, guess what we have? We got a top. Two to three player in the league in Michael Parsons. Mm-hmm. You got a top five corner in Trayvon Diggs. Mm-hmm. You got a top ten receiver in CD. And you got a starting left left tackle, left guard in Tyler Smith. All of that for seventeen million dollars. And you mean to tell me this ain't the time to be trying to go spend some money? You would never have that type. Name me a team that got that type of list for seventeen million dollars. And they are already talking about money. Ain't no way I'm finna sit up here and entertain them talking about money and they got all that for seventeen million dollars against the cap. That we got a listen, law, we got a starting left tackle or left guard, however you wanna do Tyler Smith. Mm -hmm. We got C D Lamb, a top ten wide receiver. Right. Top five corner Uh and a top three to four player in Michael Parks in the league. We got all of that for seventeen million dollars. And these people up here talking about money right now. 
We can't. No, I'm not taking that, bro. I'm not taking that. We'll never get these players for the cheaper they are right now. We'll they'll never be cheaper than this again, ever. Man. So man. you know what type of money a left tackle gonna demand? Coins. So that's why they playing with they playing with uh Tyler Smith, man. You know they got him at left guard and left tackle. Like y'all need to sign because that's a different that's a different bank statement right now. Actually, you know Lyle Collins, like, Lyle Collins, like shoot, I'm getting the tackle money, man. That guard money ain't the same. Yeah. <laughs> you exactly. Right. Yeah, right. So that's, that's, oh, one, hey, that's my hey, first point. Hey, hey, on the flip side, that's why Zach Martin was like, shoot, if you go if you gonna kick me to tackle, you ain't gonna be able to do it for cheap. I'm getting guard money, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got, 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 it goes both ways. That's a whole other world. It goes both ways. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a whole other world. And my uh, only next point I got, man, is like when we say that 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 W log you got that we like our guys mentality. Yeah. Ain't y'all sick of liking your guys? What if you told your girlfriend or husband, you know, for the cowgirls out there, I like you. You supposed uh-huh. to love your people, man. Why uh-huh. why we can't love our people? We like everybody. You know what I'm saying? We just like everybody. Yeah. That's that's craziness. Don't you think Miami loves the idea of having Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard on the same team? They love that. They right. love to go steal Tyreek Hill from Kansas City. They love that. Yeah. They love to have Tyreek and uh, Jalen Watt on the same football team. They don't like that. They love that. That's why they mm. went and did everything in their power to get it done. Mm. I'm sick of liking people. We mm. need to love some of these moves. Mm. Hey, man. Hey, you We need to love man. I, yeah, you should have told me, Law, before I go, man, pull out your umbrella, man, because I'm finna spit the truth <laughs> at you, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. Hey, I just, I just, I just want to put something on our mind, bro. And then when you think about that, we like our guys type scenario. Right. Look at where that, look at where that got you. That got you with a twenty-six million dollar cap hit for Demarcus Lawrence. That got you with a thirteen, almost fourteen million dollar cap hit for uh, Michael Gallup. That got you with a sixteen million dollar cap hit for Zeke Elliott. You love all them guys, but mm. you overpaying them. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Ooh. And you make everything else suffer. You make everything else suffer. You don't even want to negotiate with people because you overpaying the we like our guys mentality. You overpaying that ideology while you over here crapping on everything else. Mm. Now, Will McClay just gave you a top five. I'm going to say it again because I want the nation to hear this. Will, Will McClay then got you a top three player in this league. He got you a top five corner. He got you a top ten receiver and a star left guard for seventeen million dollars. That's outstanding, bro. Outstanding, that is outstanding, man. man. That's outstanding. I'm gonna give you a hey, hey. fatality. I'm giving him fatality for that one, man. He killed that. Appreciate you, man. Let people know where they can find and follow you, man, with this fire type of content because, man, you brought out all type of flames on this conversation, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate the law, man. I go by Landlord from Alabama on all social media, man, Twitter, YouTube, everywhere, man. Y'all just come holler at me, man. I appreciate the law. You know you the GOAT, sir. Man, I appreciate you, man. Hey, y'all put some flames in the chat for Landlord. And then let me know when y'all follow them, man. Uh, that Landlord, man. Oh, my goodness, man. Hey, <laughs> when that, hey, when that rent is due, the Landlord is coming. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's the trap season right here. <laughs>
<laughs> hey, I'm going to have to get some more buttons, man. So the next time the brother from another mother call in from Bama, you know, the mate, and I'm from Mississippi, that's what you do. When you miss Mississippi and Bama together, baby, we unstoppable around this mug, man. Shout out to Texas, man. Shout out to Texas, though. But the real talent still come from Mississippi and Bama. <laughs> now, the people are like, nah, dog, law. See, you take stuff too far, law. We were rolling with you until you said that, man. It's all about the Texas talent, you know? <laughs> but shout out to y'all, man. All right, so we're going to uh, get my guy Banks, MJ, and then I got Cam. And then we, we look, look, y'all got to make it quick because I got to be somewhere. So, uh, Banks from the 757, you're live, fam. Law was good, man. Nothing to it, Chief. Holler at me, man. Hey, listen, man. I'm sick. I'm tired of these Cowboys fans already panicking, already crying. Oh, we didn't get we didn't get Jalen Ramsey. So what? It's okay. <laughs> listen. <laughs> this, That's what we do doing, crying. I'm tired of it, man. Every move we make or don't make. It's going to be complaints. But look, Talk I, to I don't mind us not going to get Ramsey. I think that, I honestly think the Cowboys are going after a cornerback in the first round. And there's it's some dogs out there. And I believe we can, you know, we can find somebody to come, you know, opposite Trayvon Diaz in the draft that's mm-hmm. going to come out and hit the ground running. If they draft the, you know what I'm saying, if they draft the right guy. Jalen Ramsey can count $17 million against the cap. I know people say, oh, we could have got this. We had the $17 million. But how do we even know that the Rams want to deal Jalen Ramsey in, in, in the NFC? Uh, in the NFC, they might want him to the AFC. You talking about the full Especially picture of everything? Uh, I, I do like that concept of what you're saying, Banks. But he, here's my this is my only drawback on this though: a third round draft pick, bro. Because that's one of the glaring yeah. holes that we've been having on that side of the field, <laughs> opposite of Diggs. And that's then bad. on top of that, when you get someone, you can it re, you can re negotiate their contract just like it was going to count $22 million against us with Amari Cooper. Right. And then the first yeah. thing, the first thing the Cleveland Browns done when they got Amari Cooper said, Hey dog, let's look at this contract. They ripped it up a little bit. He only counted $4 million against the cap. Now what I'm saying is the Cowboys could have done the same. And also I'm not saying that Ramsey will be the end all be all. We do move calculated in the Cowboys land, but we move slow. That's the only thing that's been a, a thorn in our side. I truly believe yeah. their days off in the front office with the Cowboys, Stephen Jones, John Stephen Jones, uh, and Jerry Jones, all of the Jones, Charlotte Jones, they take days off. And I know, I know for sure they do. And they lean on Will McClay and all of those boys to do the things. And they can't, Will McClay don't have the capacity to pull the trigger. He got to go back and talk to Stephen Jones as well as Jerry Jones. And those been issues with us because they will come back to us and say, hey, man, we tried to get the deal done with Brandon Cooks, but we couldn't come up with the agreement and the the trade deadline hit. And the same with Jerry Judy, Mm -hmm. et cetera. So the Cowboys, all we're saying is just be a little bit more with the sense of urgency. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I the, my only thing is I'm thinking that the, the, the Rams might they want to deal him in the NFC. That, that's they could have put in something for him. It could, that's a good point. That's you know what I mean? Point. That's a real good point. I, so I got no I debate against hey, that one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But all I'm saying is, but I do want them. Hey, 
make some kind of move, though. Yeah. You didn't get Rams to make some kind of move. There's still some folks out there. I would like to get Bobby Wagner. That'll help out the run defense. Go get you a defensive tackle. There's going to be some defensive uh, linemen out there. And sort it up. And then, you know, get that secondary right. But, yes, uh, hey, man, that's all I got. Hey, look, man. Talk check to out A.T. Pair. Uh, A.T. Pair, wait for us. Hey, look, we don't get a wide receiver in the first round, which I doubt we do. Look for him in the later rounds. A.T. Pair, man. Shoot, that dude's a monster, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to do some analysis oh, you know on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah dog. He, yeah. Yeah, he a monster, man. Yeah. Shout out to you, fam. Thank you for calling in. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, a good call from Banks, man. Good look, I, I love that mindset. Hey, maybe they didn't want to deal him within the same <laughs> conference or what have you. And that could be said said to like the Jets deal, it's done, right? Jets pretty much uh got Aaron Rodgers, right? He's going to be in the Jets, but they still got to finalize the contract, the money, and the language. So it's already kind of like quasi news that he will be in the Jets. That's good for us. That's flat out good for us. Why? Because now it weakens our division or our conference far as the level of skill set of play that we have as relates to those uh, quarterbacks over there. So we can see Dak Prescott, Danny Jones, Jalen Hurts, Sam Howell, right? Uh, Brock Purdy, uh, Matt Stafford, who they trying to shop him, I heard. Geno Smith, Kyler Murray. So the, the, the NFC, just by a few of these quarterbacks organically going off, you know what I'm saying, to other parts of their career, like Tom Brady retiring, Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets now? Shoot, we, we have a, a, a better chance at this thing, man. Right now, out of the NFC, you can make a clear argument that Dak Prescott is the best quarterback out of the NFC. Or you can go back and forth, say Jalen Hurts, Derek, Derek Carr, what have you, or Kirk Cousins. But shoot, now shoot, that excuse, what my guy said earlier, hey, no excuses, law, shoot. It's becoming more and more prevalent that the Dallas Cowboys team may be in better shape than what we think, right? Because of some of the things that's moving on, right? All right, so let's get uh, MJ, you're live. You're live, fam. Talk to me. Holler at me. Cam, oh, Cam, you're live, man. Cam, you're live, man. Talk to me, man. Law, man, I'm so caught today, man. Hey, mm. hey, first, I got to do this, man. Holla at me. Shout out to the Alabama Crimson Tide basketball team. We have won another SEC championship under our head coach, Nados. Man, they Just balling. Them. So, for all y'all Texas people, I'm a Dallas fan. You know this. <laughs> but, hey, <laughs> like Law says, Mississippi and Bama, we, yeah, we they yeah. call us the twin states. We yeah. We we twin state, man, back to back, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me? We the, we the, we the twin states. Now, lost, I'm gonna say this: What we crying about Jalen Ramsey for? For what, man? It, it, it's a whole lot of more cornerbacks out here that, that, that that's either on his level, better than him, or or, or surpass him. I think I think point. Cam, we won't have this. We would not have this conversation if if it was a first round draft pick. But by it being at large a third-round draft pick and knowing that those have been the issues with this team, the opposite corner, you know, because right. the Jones family can clearly say tomorrow, like like next week, we planning on re-signing. You know, look, 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 look. It can literally, and I don't want to speak this into existence, but this could be the very much so news breaking out. 
We're here live in Frisco, Texas. The Dallas Cowboys have signed Anthony Brown to a two-year contract. They believe that when Anthony Brown went down, that the opposite corner of Trayvon Diggs, that's when you saw the multiple issues. So they want to give Anthony Brown to be that bridge guy, and they signed him to a two-year contract, and he will be on this team at least for two more seasons. More news at 8. From the star but of Frisco. But, but, but then I'll say this, though. But, but would this, you though, buy that, though? Would you buy that, though? <laughs> I mean, I me personally, you did see the issues when he went down. You <laughs> see? Know, it, that, that is true. But it was from guys, like I said, who haven't really had that playing time like Anthony had. Right. You see what I'm saying? True. They was coming off, you know, okay, they said I got to do this, I got to do this, I only got this much time. To right, 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 right. So, so I understand that. But as far as, the, like I said, you still got the draft, you know, and there's yeah, still some that. more people out there. It's just up to the Jones family, like like dude said. The, 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 these other people, they love these guys. We just like our guys. And also we up here paying people, like uh, I think Coach Mar said it uh, sometime in, uh, in the year, he was like, we always signing hurt players than players who not hurt and, and have been playing exceptionally well, like, Michael Gallup, we paid him. Right. And he and his ACL, and then, you know, about the Odell Beckham situation, they looking towards him. Stop looking towards these Hurts players, if you ask me. And look and look towards these players who mm. ain't been hurt, who's mm. producing, who's in the free agents and looking for and, and looking for a team to go to. Mm. Uh, Odell Beckham looking for $20 million a year, but you injury prone. Man, look, look, we got some more breaking news. And that's, how, look, this is how you do the franchise tag. All right, so uh, the breaking news is from your school, though. You know what I'm saying? Sources out that Washington franchise tag player Dayron Bland has become the highest paid defensive tackle in NFL history. A four-year, $90 million deal, which includes $60 million guaranteed. Guaranteed? Guaranteed. And don't you know why they did this? Because they know the numbers. They know for sure that you can't have a player plan on the franchise tag for these type of things. He's 25 years of age, right? Hey, right. for $20 million for one year, that will hurt the team more. Hurt your kid. It'll right. hurt it more. I would rather spread out that deal four years because you know I did the numbers and I know you were listening to that episode. This thing with $111 billion. <laughs> It's for the hit next season, plus the $50 billion that they got from the Sports Betting Gambling League or what have you. All of this stuff counts, man. And you can't, you can't, you flat out can't put a player of that kind of caliber on a franchise tag and expect him to do the same numbers he did last season. For less, you know what I'm saying? Because the numbers going to always go up, even if he get hurt, even if he got hurt. You still had to go back to the drawing board. Right. Ooh. Matter of fact, I think you said the same thing about Dalton Schultz. Yeah. About how about his about what he produced and the franchise tag him and then his numbers gonna go up uh for for, for, for y'all to pay him again. So you just can't like like you said, that where it really hurts teams is when you franchise tag 
for players that, that that are putting up. Just say, just say, the mm-hmm. Michael Parsons was in his what third year or fourth year. Yeah, and you go on and you franchise tag him. <sighs> Shoot, you know how much money this man gonna be worth? <laughs> yeah, don't you know? You know how much you got to pay him? Man, so don't you instead know? Of, so, so instead of trying to penny pinch when we know when we know Jerry Jones, you ain't got the penny pinch for nothing. You you got bread. We just gonna go and put it out there. Yeah. Don't pay these players. <sighs> don't pay them. Get what you can get out of them. You see what I'm saying? Get what you can. Go on ahead and go on, go on ahead and, and do that. So when it so 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 when time come around, if you want to do something free agency or something like that, you ain't got to say, well, well, we took a cap hit. We you took, took a cap, cap hit. hit. You took a cap, cap hit because you franchise tagging people. It, it ain't gonna work. Cam, man. Hey, hey, brilliant call. I got other colors I got to get to, but man, let me hear you say something, man. How about them Cowboys or something? Leave us with some words of encouragement or something, man. Man, how about them Cowboys? And just like Queen say, let them hang. Let them hang, man. Yes, indeed, man. Congratulations to my guy Cam too, man. Uh, he a newlywed, he got a newborn, man. So. I uh, got a lot of things going on, and I really appreciate that all together. We circle back. We're going to hit up my guy, MJ, man. Hopefully he is live with me right now from the 206. MJ, you're back. What up, Law Nation? Talk to How me, man. How you doing, brother? Nothing to it, man. Hey, man, like I say, the only two picks they need to do, man, is do that linebacker. Right. And do big number 94 from Minnesota. Okay. And then Thomason, yeah. draft real good in 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 in, in the draft, but now you're not, uh, you know, trying to search, build that, make that uh, offensive yeah. line good, and yeah. just make the back end good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you'll be on the way, and doing something that we haven't done in 27 years. You Man. ought to win. Man. Because you make that defense and rock solid. Yeah. Ain't nobody beating them. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Because I'm telling you something. Everybody better watch out. We can be laughing. What happened to Chicago with that running quarterback? Yeah. Now you got that DJ, and that they got the receiver last year from Pittsburgh. Yeah. More, if they had a, if they had a tight end and a running back, or they might drive a lot off in the line. You know what? You, you know, just to make it quick, uh, MJ, Chicago, they looked at what the Eagles just did. And they yeah. look at their quarterback and they gave the analysis and they said, you know what? We had the Eagles against the rope. They was just in the Super Bowl. You put more weapons around their starting quarterback, maybe they can repeat this poor pavor. This is a copycat league. Now Justin Fields got weapons. He they they're gonna put everything in place for that boy to put to be the end all be all over there. And for anybody to have any doubts on Justin Fields' arm ability. Shoot, I got some tapes that I can put together, man. And now you got DJ Moore. Now you got some wide receivers on the outside. Running back room, pretty good with those boys. It's going to be nice for them. They just got to re-solidify that defense. And I believe that that coach over there will do that. I appreciate you, MJ. You got any other thing before I let you go? You know, all I want to say is, you know, hit them likes for love. And like Mm -hmm. I keep saying, let's get this Super Bowl, man. Let's get it, man. Let's make this defense. The number one D. That's it. That's no doubt, man. Appreciate you. MJ. That's MJ, y'all. All right. Uh, <clears throat> Noah, you're live from the 469, man. Spit your mind. 
The conference has been locked. Oh. Talk to me, man. Hey, I got a question. Why Why ain't nobody thinking um, my boy Dak Prescott and Zach Martin, man? Why they ain't getting no love? <laughs> you talking about as far as love and what they did with their contract? Exactly. If they didn't, if they didn't do what they did, we wouldn't even be having these conversations right now. As far as money and who and we can go out there and grab. Exactly, because because that because that didn't have to do that. That was that was an option. I mean, he he's about winning. He's about winning, and then um, and then uh, they're gonna they're gonna push some of that money up front too and make it a bonus pay. You know how that goes too, right? It, it's a sweetener. I'm gonna give you. Right, right. I'm gonna give you X amount of money now. Nah, you know more than what you was gonna get. You know, so I, I feel you, and we're gonna spread it out. So I feel. I feel you. What you're saying, though. You know, and why we ain't getting yeah, praise man, I, for that. I, I just wish. I just wish other callers could see that that Dak is actually trying, and he really want to see this organization in himself uh, win. Does he know he miss, he he don't know he missed he ain't worried about him messing up in the playoffs. He just want to right that wrong, and he feel like this is the best thing to do to uh, help the team going forward. And also, I think we do have a good chance of getting uh, Hopkins in here. I, mean, I really do think we should pursue that because when I'm third and eights, third and sixes, we're talking about for sure hands on the plays that we, uh, you know, our percentages are not that high when it comes to third down completion rates. Oh, yeah, you're talking about an uh, uh, entitled uh, a deal type of situation, like the full uh, array of things of what the quarterback's been doing and the offense been doing on third downs. It haven't been uh, up to snuff, and we got to get better in that category, right? That's what you're saying collectively? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. As, as a collective, and that'll help out Zeke, that'll help out Pollard, and also it'll uh, stretch out uh, more drives throughout the game, which will equate – to uh, more points, whether it's three points or whether it's, it's seven. So I think that little value he has, he don't have to be a, a, a you know, a deep ball threat, but he will help extend those drives, and that's what Dallas known for is uh, time of possession. So even though we didn't get the Ramsey, that, that's cool. I think our True. defense was still pretty good without him. So no I doubt, really man. think that. No doubt. Hopkins a bit, uh, no, a good, a no, deal, no, no doubt, man. But at the end of the day, Dak Prescott, and I'm gonna say this again, much love to him. He got he got to make sure that he take total control of this team and and figure out ways to win when he get down to the postseason. Because now twelve and five is the floor, right? So the, yes, we we can't we can't lose more than five games because they're gonna be like hey hey what's going on and you got to win more than one playoff game. I think that uh, far far as what, what all we done, we got to get beyond winning only one playoff game within a year. You know, what I'm saying? I, I so yeah, yeah, I'm my last thing. Now mm-hmm. hold hold up, this is my last thing. Hold and I, I know I heard you say you know you got other callers and you got somewhere to be. I respect that, yeah. and I want to make sure you get where you got to go yeah. uh, within the time and fashion. But check this out. Now, when you agree, if we get that D hop, he can mask some of those mistakes. It, it, that it will accustomed to doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it that's, will. That's, not, that's all I'm saying. It 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 will flat out will. You know, uh, a, a receiver 
that can, you know, come back to the ball aggressively, catch the ball with his mittens, will help out tremendously. You know, uh, we went 12-5 and five with the guys that we had last year. One can argue that, that with, a, with a D-hop or another legitimate wide receiver, that number would have been better, right? But I appreciate you so much, Noah Brown, for calling in. Okay. <laughs> appreciate you, man. All right, man. Hey, enjoy, enjoy your Sunday, man. No All doubt, right. man. Good call. Good call from him. All right, so that that's just what it is. I I, I bumped into a guy yesterday uh, at Walmart, and he was like, hey, Law Nation, uh, talk to me about Dak Prescott. And those were the same things I said, that at the end of the day, Kudos and credence for Dak Prescott and all what he brings to the table. But at some point, that dog nasty mentality got to click over, got to step in and be that dude. On top of that, yes, everyone will have a reason, but results are what matter. And you're going to have to stand tall at this because at the end of the day, credit goes to him when we win and also credit goes to him when we lose. But for dog sure, everybody's going to be looking at him as the issue if we lose. So he's going to have to figure that out. And I know that this is a team sport, but the ball bouncing off the chest plate of wide receivers into an interception, we're going to have to elevate that and not have that by getting more and better players on the team on top, on top of what I just said. But at the end of the day, nobody will remember the ball bouncing off the chest plates or what have you, or a wide receiver running the wrong routes. So that's how it goes, unfortunately. All right. Um, I know, man, uh, we have like five or six more people left in here. I'm going to let this one caller go, and uh, we're going to have to wrap it, man. Uh, from the Mer- Meridian, man, y- you're live, man. Meridian Cowboy from the 601, you're live, fam. Talk to me. I'm here ready to a lot. Thanks for taking my call. I just want to talk to Cowboys Nation really quickly. Look here, man. The Joneses are businessmen. They are very smart businessmen. They make me mad. They make me upset. Right. But they have a business model. And the model is not as bad as we think. It is It is frustrating because we just want them to get that piece or two to put us over the hump. Right. But they, they, they have a business model. And the business model is they don't bring in anybody that they have to commit to for more than two or three, four years. You look at the Mark Cooper situation. True. They don't, they don't like doing that. They'll do that with a Dak Prescott that they drafted. They'll do that with a Zach Martin that they drafted. They only do it for about two or three offensive players and a couple of defensive players. They'll commit long term, but everybody else come and go. And I'm not trying to take no, your no, hope no, away. No, 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 no. Just, just say it with me then. We what, what you mean? Just say it with me. We like our guys. W L O J. Yeah, no. So that's what you just broke down the philosophy. And it, look, truth be told, there's nothing wrong with that philosophy, right? You'll be twelve and five. You'll be twelve and five, and you will be at that cusp of going to the playoffs when you like your guys. I think that the Cowboys are close. We just need to make a little few moves here and there to get us yeah. over the hump. That's all I'm saying. Noah Brown yeah, is very likable, right? You know, he's very well, likable. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, but, right. But look, look. Nobody expected Parsons to be what he is. I think they drafting at ten or eleven. No, you know. So what I'm saying is, our hope got to be in the draft, and we we gotta we gotta hope that we hit in the second, third, fourth round and get people who can contribute within that four or five year window. 
with first with first round draft picks, you get five years because you get the fifth year option. Right. With, with everybody, if you get four years, we get the right combination of players with the two or three people that they got long term investment in, and yeah. we might make a make a run at the thing. That's their that's their philosophy. We like our guys, so stop getting your hopes up for. I do think they wanted to rent OBJ for a couple million dollars for them last two or three games and going to the playoffs. But stop thinking we're not gonna ever be in the Jalen in the uh, Jalen Ramsey business. We ain't gonna ever be. I don't believe they in the D Hop business. Stephen Jones said we need to add some juice. You know how he gonna add that juice? He gonna add it through the draft. And so, yeah, it's frustrating if you're looking for free agents, that top-end free agents, stop looking for them. Now, I, they, they, I did hear a little thing about the kid from Detroit, the, the wide receiver, Shark, uh, DJ Shark. DJ, DJ Shark, yeah. Okay, you might, they might yeah, take a fly yeah, on but, him or, or somebody like that. But somebody like a James Washington, right? Right, somebody <laughs> that you can bring in. <laughs> Hey, hey, it's the same thing doing over and over again. But uh, Meridian, you you get you, you getting all of the love over here with that because these are the facts uh, on how the Cowboys run and operate within the confines of their philosophy. It's a philosophy. It's a philosophical way that the Cowboys love to do and handle business. It's a it's a money safety measure way too, right? So they like their guys if they're homegrown. They'll lean on them. They'll give them multiple, multiple, multiple opportunities to stay, like the Anthony Brown, like the Jordan Lewis's of the world, like an Xavier Woods who was here that they that they gave him a little leanway, but Jordan uh, 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 Xavier Woods was like, you know what? It's a contract year. They let him get all the way to a contract. See, people not realizing that they let him get all the way to a contract year, right? Instead of yeah. dealing, instead of dealing him before his contract year, they let him play on his contract year, and his price tag became at his all time height. So they said, you know what? We'll get rid of you and we replace you. I love the way my guy Boss Cowboy Sports broke it down. What they do is they don't they don't necessarily do anything else but replace guys. They draft to replace guys, and he he broke it down. So check out his channel on that. Yeah, and I agree 100%. I'll let you go. But the only thing that's really bad about drafting to replace, that's how you, you, you hit a, that's how you get a, um, you mess up on the second round with a Kevin Joseph because you force feed trying to feel a hole yeah. through the draft. Yeah. You, you know, so, so when you go, when, and you, y'all was talking about Will McClay. Imagine how good Will McClay would be if he could draft free and clean if he wasn't forced to replace this person, replace that person, if he could really grab best player available. Um, so imagine how good he would be if, if, if he could work, if they would work with him a little bit. But that's our philosophy. We just got to hope that we get the right combination yeah. of rookies, the yeah. right combination of, 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 of draft picks to make a run at the Super Bowl. And, and that's just the way they rock. That's just the way they rock. I appreciate you taking my call. Man, it's a good call from Meridian Cowboy. Hey, here, here's the thing that I want to bring up, too, before we depart. We don't draft nor build free agency to complement. We don't have a philosophy to say, all right, this dude Parsons is on one end, but we're going to make sure we add an interior defensive tackle to help improve said Parsons. This dude digs on one end, right? 
we're going to draft or we're going to actually go into the free agency to bring in someone else to compliment him. They only look at it from the aspect of replacing and not drafting or hear me out or hear me out to add to. Whew. Hey, it, 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 it seems as if, though, we do a great job of collecting guys, but there's no rhyme or reason to it, right? Oh, my goodness, man. That, that's, it, it is one of those things, whereas the Dallas Cowboys, we, we fall asleep behind the wheel, right? And that's why you have Parsons saying, hey, man, what the, what, what the going on, man? What's going on? <laughs> and then he said, never mind. And you you see the likes of Stargazer <laughs> with the kid right here, you know. And that's the frustrations that collectively is going on. Now, Parsons better be careful, right? Parsons better be careful. Law, do you have any truths to what you're saying? The only thing that I'm going to say, Ray Lewis got a gold jacket. But I'm quite sure Ray Lewis would have just been just a good player to great if he didn't have Big Sam Adams, Big Tony Saragusa in the inside, right? A Haloti Nada without an Ed Reed, right? Without those boys on the outside. You just can't say, hey, Ray Lewis, get it done. Go go make it happen, dog. You, you one of the best out there. You got to start making sure that you put things around said player, right? A Terrell Suggs and all of those boys. Got to build to create a philosophy to help your star-studded players out. But already, already, they are saying, hey, you know, Diggs, can he tackle? You know, they are trying to make Diggs somebody that he's not. Just put a safety over the top that can really roam, hit, travel, do things, right? On top of that, let's have that linebacker that can go sideline to hook in the inside of the field, right, to help mask some of these issues and go get a defensive tackle that will help alleviate some of the duties from Michael Parsons, right? All these years we've been talking about Demarcus Lawrence. When the last time we had a dominant interior guy to even help him out? I'm waiting. All right, uh, imagine if they let Will McClay go. Shop with the AMX black card like Howie Roseman instead of prepaid debit cards <laughs> of $1,000, you know, on the card, basically. Yeah, just imagine that, man. SL Green, oh, my goodness, man. Uh, big facts, man, from you. I thank you so much. Let me see some blue hearts in the chat. I thank those who stuck Goodbye. around, man. Thomas Garrett, please call back tomorrow, man. I I'll make sure I shoot you up to the top of the list. And uh, next time we open up the phone lines, I appreciate all of y'all for staying with me and uh, being part of this on a Sunday. Um, the Cowboys, at the end of the day, I get with what all of you guys are feeling <laughs> about this team. We're not that. Look, here's the craziest thing. We're not that far off, by the way. We're not. We're not that far off. But what we're saying collectively just make a few moves early and what we're saying with those nine draft picks not all nine of those boys will be able to be starters on this team or make this team 
it is better to have quality over quantity so that you don't have to make that type of a decision like you made with John Ridgeway, right? So that you don't have to make those type of decisions. Like even when you had a Matt, well, let's go, who didn't get a chance to see the field because of his shoulder situation. And we can go on and on. Jabril Cox, we don't even know what he can do on the next level. Uh, Kelvin Joseph, who've been riding the pine and was a high draft pick with the second round. We don't know who he is and what he can't do outside of playing special teams. So there are known commodities and then there are unknown. Now the unknown, it can be fortunate fame. One thing we all adore, something worth dying for. There's nothing but pain, we stuck in this game, searching for fortune and fame. We can be searching for it, but go out there and make things happen. Because at the end of the day, being a collector of talent is just as bad as being a collector of plays. Just as bad as when I watched the Creed movies, I saw Creed number two. Not the first one, not the third one, but the number two. And that's that little kid, he had all of the passion, all of the mindset to say, hey, I want to redeem the legacy of my family's good name, Creed. But he got beat down by that Dragon, Dragon, Ready Dragon. Beat down. And he had to reevaluate and reassess his goals, his expectations, and how he prepared to fight. Now, couldn't he beat him the first time? Yes! He could have. But you got to make sure that you put your mindset to it, that you can't attack everybody the same way. The talent is there. The philosophy is there. I want to win. What? Rocky, you don't believe that I can win? It is not the nature of that I don't believe you can't win or can win. But it's how you prepare yourself. The same ring, the same opponent, different locations. The first time he lost, the second time he won. But he's the same person. How did he win the second time? By preparing himself in the offseason. By preparing himself and getting his body and his mind set together. And having a different approach. Cowboy Nation, prepare yourself with a different approach. And a different mindset. Write these things down. If you want a thing bad enough to go out there and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time, your peace, your sleep, if all of your desires of it makes you quite mad enough that you don't get tired of it and it makes you hold everything tawdry and cheap, if life itself seems empty and useless without it and all that you scheme and dream is about it, if you will gladly go out there and sweat for it, fret for it, and plan for it, and lose all terror of your mind 
if you would simply go after the thing you want with all of your capacity, strength and scargacity with faith, hope and confidence and stern pertinacity. If neither cold, private or famish or fame or sickness of your body or brain can turn you away from the thing you want. If dogged and grim and besieged and beset with the help of Almighty, you will get it, baby. Let's go. Let's get it. That's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Let's go. Let me see some blue horse in the chat, baby. We about one love. Shout out to you, Brandy, the lunatic, Anderson, Jason Winfro, Coach Mar, Eastside, Cowboy Harrow, Simmons, Sellers, SL Green. Shout out to you as well, John Hendon, Herndon, appreciate you. Appreciate you, Sadiq. Shout out to you on the PayPal. What's your name? Come on, pull up. Brandon. Shay, appreciate you. Come on. For the Cash App, appreciate you all that's there. Give me a few seconds so I can pull up your name. Hey. Ho. Call it too legit. I've been really in the field, let her rush, I let her feel lately. I just wanna run it up. For the Don't cash app, people. Shout out to you. I just wanna run it up. Deanna, yeah. Allen, appreciate you. Reginald, Downey, appreciate you. Swish, appreciate you. Bruce Wayne. Appreciate you for the cash app. I really thank y'all so much. Hey, stay paid. See you. I see you, fam. Oh, hey. Roll Tide, baby. Shout out to you and you. Slow it down just a little bit for those on the way out. Y'all know how it goes. Y'all do know how it goes. Just a little bit. Don't let those street lights hit you.
see some blue hearts in the chat. J. Law, you're right. Trev. What we tell him? Don't let the street lights hit you. Check out House Party on HBO. That was alright. The remix one. It was alright. Come on. Jimenez, appreciate you. CJ. And another one. Shout out to your trade. What we tell them? Don't let the street lights hit you all alone. You know it's dangerous to go alone. Don't let the street You ain't lying, man. They kind of wasted a perfect opportunity on that house party remake. They messed it up a little bit. They try to add too much to the movie and they water it down with the Illuminati stuff. And, you know, it's truth in movies, but that house party movie, they, they kind of messed it up a little bit. Better writing is needed. Desire, you realize the mystery. Caught in desire, you see only the manifestation. No doubt. Let's get on up out of here. Y'all give me a movie to go watch, man. I know Sadiq got me on one. The Last of Us. I'm going to watch that one, though. I, I might go ahead and start watching that series. They're really tough and they're really rough. Yeah. It's Mr. Nasty time, though. Yeah, I appreciate you. Jason. I just have to follow that. No doubt. <laughs> Come on. Until next time. Yeah, that one's pretty good. BMF, that's that's a pretty good series. The strays, I saw the strays. That's a bootleg get out movie in my opinion. <laughs> the bootleg get out, you know.
See when power get when power come back, I'ma wait until like at least four or five episodes come together, and then I'ma watch power. As Brandy says, bye bye y'all. Until next time, DC for life. Thank you.